big deal in our household. And uh, I was brought up in the Catholic Church. And so uh, from Thursday night, we have uh, Holy Thursday Mass. And then Friday morning, uh, we have what's called the Stations of the Cross. And some of my most vivid memories of Good Friday is as a young youth group leader where I got to play Jesus in the Stations of the Cross. And so uh, we'd have all of these young, young youth kids who would get involved. And uh, it was memorable for a couple of uh, reasons for me. Um, obviously, it was uh, a time to remember what Jesus did on the cross. Um, but it was also memorable because uh, it was outside. So we had it at Mangere Mountain or Mongeer Mountain or Mangere Mountain, whichever one you'd uh, prefer. And uh, it was at 8 a.m. in the morning, so, you know, there was still a little bit of dew on the grass, and, uh, you know, the Romans uh, wore sandals and walked around in bare feet, so obviously we had to be there in sandals uh, and bare feet. And uh, I didn't really like the cold much, but uh, one of the most memorable years was when it was raining on Good Friday morning, and we had a few of those, which was cool. But I always uh, remember how much of a somber occasion it was as we kind of walked uh, from the bottom of Mangrim Mountain right up to the top. Uh, it took us about, uh, 45 to, uh, f- about 45 minutes to go through, and as we were going up, we would just reflect on uh, different aspects of Jesus' journey to the cross. So we would uh, have a time where we reflected on the Last Supper, Jesus before uh, Herod and Pilate, uh, the Garden of Gethsemane. And uh, it was a, a very moving experience. And as Jesus, as we were up at the top of the peak, uh, we were uh, up on, a, on a, a risen rock, and the people were kind of down uh, below us as we were going through the crucifixion scene. And as we were doing that scene, uh, you could see people just weeping at the bottom. You can see some of the women weeping and crying and uh, kind of really being saddened uh, you know, by the depiction that we're giving of what Jesus has done. And, and I could feel it afterwards when we'd finished, you know. The woman would come over and they'd give me a hug and congratulate me. And some, some of the outer ladies would try and give me money. Uh, is, is, you know, I don't know. Don't ask me if I put it in the offering. I can't remember. Um, let's, let's say I did. Uh, um, but some of the women would come and, uh, you know, they'll, they'll try and give me money. And it's moving as it was to experience uh, those sort of moments and uh, as touching as it was to experience that with people. I've always felt that it's important to note, uh, especially today on Good Friday, uh, that though we're remembering Jesus, though we're remembering what he did on the cross, we're celebrating a resurrected Jesus. He's been to earth. He came down. He was crucified. He did rise again. He is risen. And so he sits on the throne at the right hand of the Father, and we celebrate what he's done for us. And so that should give us some joy as we sit here this morning, a sense of a celebration for who God is and for all that he has done. Amen? And so this morning I want to share with you uh, the story about our Savior, uh, about our Lord Jesus, whose life has had such an impact on the earth that this weekend uh, millions if not billions of people right around the world are stopping to remember his life. We're stopping to remember his actions. 
And so, uh, you know, our theme for this Easter is paid in full. And this morning I want to speak uh, to you about what happened early on with uh, man, the penalty and the debt that we accrued. So if I can get that um, whiteboard, Phil, or Neil. Uh, The penalty or the debt that we accrued, uh, the price Jesus paid, and what we do with all that. And so I want to share that. Yes. It's full, everybody. <laughs> so I want to share uh, that story this morning in a message that I've titled, A Gift to Be Received. So there are two key players in our story. God, who's the creator of the heavens and the earth, God, who is uh, the author of life, who is the ruler over all things, and man who God created in his image, who God created out of love, in love, and who God created with a free will. And after God created man, we read in, in Genesis 2, verse 16 and 17, that the Lord God commanded the man, saying, of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in that For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. And it's a little bit like when you tell your children not to do something. What do they do? Yeah, they go, good. I'm glad we're not the only parents who have that experience. And so the first humans, uh, Adam and Eve on earth, did what God had instructed them not to do. They ate of this tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and uh, it's an act that ref- that's referred to as the fall, and at that point, there was the debt that now had to be paid for disobedience to God as, uh, as sin entered the world. Everyone repeat this after me. Say, the gift of God, gift of God is, eternal is eternal life. The gift of God is eternal life. And so what happened, uh, if you're taking notes this morning, and point one is that man sinned. Sin, which simply means to be separated from God. To miss the mark. Because of the fall, uh, a sinful nature had spread to all mankind. And sin, again, uh, meaning to miss the mark, to miss uh, the mark of God's standard for righteous living, for uh, moral living. Uh, Sin came in and that introduced an alternative pathway other than God's way. There was now God's way and there was another way. Now in James 1 verse 15 we read, Then when desire has has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. You know, it's not hard for us to look around and see that our human nature is flawed. You can just turn on the TV, surf the internet a bit, and we can see that in what's happening around the world. 
You know, we never have to teach our kids how to be naughty. We never really have to teach our kids uh, how to not be selfish or how to be selfish. That's the right one, eh? You never have to teach them how to be selfish or how to do wrong. There is just something inherently corrupt about our nature that's now so prone to sin. And so because sin has entered into the earth, there are consequences. Who loves it when you do stuff that has consequences on the end of it? Good consequences, yes, but bad ones. There are consequences. Romans 6 verse 23 starts off by saying that the wages of sin is death. Death. And so your second point this morning, if you're taking notes, is that the consequence of sin is death. Not just the death of losing life here on earth, not just the death of passing away, but something much more serious. A death that leads to eternal separation from God who is in heaven. That was the extent of death. Death was the penalty that we were all destined to pay. Death is our debt, and the price has to be paid for it. But don't threat, everybody. There's incredibly good news, amen? And uh, the good news is the reason why we're here today. You know, whenever there's a penalty or a debt, there's a price. And the price that was due to be paid for death, and point number three, the price was... Blood. You know, next week uh, on Thursday, uh, we're going to be celebrating Anzac Day. We're actually going to be celebrating Debbie's birthday next Thursday too, so I thought I'd better mention that because I'll hear about it after the service if I didn't. But we're going to be celebrating Anzac Day. And we're going to be remembering soldiers from New Zealand and Australia who went to war together, many whom died together, uh, which is often put uh, that they shed blood together. Also that we can enjoy some of the freedoms that we have in our nation right now. Some of the freedoms that we have in our nation today. And so we remember that that they gave their lives for us their countrymen and their countrywomen, uh, obviously their families, and many of them and many of the families of those who went paid a heavy price, some of them with their lives. Now Jesus said in Matthew 26 verse 28, this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of of sins. Praise God for that. Hebrews 9 verse 24 says, in fact, the law requires that nearly everything be cleansed with blood. 
And without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. Isaiah 53 verse 5, prophesying of Jesus, of Jesus the Messiah, says, But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds, we are healed. Now, D.R. Moody told a story once of uh, a soldier who didn't want to serve in Napoleon Bonaparte's, is that how you say? Napoleon Bonaparte's army. And uh, he was drafted, and uh, he didn't want to go, and so a friend volunteered to go with him, uh, to go for him, sorry. And so this friend went in his place, and the substitution was made, and sometime later, uh, the surrogate was killed in battle. And so, uh, you know, this, this guy didn't want to go. His friend went instead. His friend got killed. Uh, and a while later, through some administration error, he got drafted again. And so they came after him, and the soldiers uh, said, oh, oh, you know, you've been drafted again. And he told the soldiers, you can't take me. He says, I'm dead. I died in the battlefield. <clears throat> and so the soldiers stood there and they kind of argued with him and kind of said, well, you're standing right in front of us, so you're obviously not very dead. Um, but he insisted that they go back and that they check their logs and check uh, their records of his death. And sure enough, uh, there on the roll uh, was, a, was the man's name and then next to his name was, a, next to his, name was his friend's name written beside it. And so the case finally went to the emperor himself, and after examining the evidence, uh, Napoleon said, through a surrogate, this man has not only fought, but has died in his country's service. No man can die more than once, therefore the law has no claim on him. Over 2,000 years ago, Jesus went to the cross to bear the penalty that rightly belonged to us. He died in our place. And through him, our names are written in the book of life with his name right beside it. Isn't that a cool thought? Romans 8, verse 1 to 2, it says, Therefore, there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 55 says, Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? following Jesus' sacrifice, paid in full. Man sinned. Man's sin led to death. And blood was the price that had to be paid. Sin separated us from God. But Jesus 
came and shed blood in our place. By his blood, our sins have been forgiven. Through Jesus' resurrection, death has been defeated. And so when there was a separation between man and God, Jesus came and paid in full. On the cross, the price for our sin. Romans 6 verse 23. We heard the first part of it today. Said for the wages of sin is death. That was on man. And the verse finishes, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. That was on God. And so the question now is how will we respond to that story? And I think that we could all learn something from asking ourselves this question every so often. Am I surrendered to him? Have you surrendered a lifestyle walking according to the flesh, walking to your own desires and your own selfish ambitions for a life led by God's spirit? Have you surrendered a life walking your own way to a life walking God's way? God's way, which is a life full of hope and joy, a life of blessing, purpose, a life in goodness and mercy, saved by grace, a life that is full of faith in God, who is trustworthy, faithful, and who is calling you to him. A life that comes with the promise of an eternity with God in heaven. If the answer is no to that question, then as we sang this morning, we can always come back to the cross, come back to the altar, come back to him. And the great news is that we're gonna give the opportunity to take that step of faith very shortly. You know, our debt for sin and death has been paid in full by Jesus. Have we surrendered all to him and accepted the gift? It comes through Christ. The gift of eternity. You know, if you're like me, uh, I, I love to give things away. Um, you can ask Debbie. You know, I love to just be able to 
bless people when I can, help people out when we can. But there are so many times when I struggle to receive from people. Who knows that that's a little bit harder sometimes? I struggle to receive gifts, and not only from people, but gifts from God. But this is a gift that you don't want to pass up. It's a gift that if you embrace, will bring transformation. It's a gift that if you embrace, will bring restoration, hope, the promise, purpose, meaning. And so if you're here this morning, and you've not accepted the gift of salvation, or you've not received this gift through Jesus, or if you've drifted away from your relationship with God, and you need to come back to his altar, and you'd like to have the penalty of sin and death paid in full by his sacrifice on the cross, You'd like that released over your life. Then faith in Jesus Christ, God's gift to us, is the way to make that happen. And it is always our pleasure to give the opportunity for people to receive that gift, uh, which we'll do this morning. You know, Jesus said in Matthew 10, verse 32, Therefore, whoever confesses me before man, I will also confess, uh, I will... Him I will also confess before my Father who is in heaven. And so just as we close, if you'd like to take that step uh, of faith this morning, I want to invite you just to pray this prayer. As every eye is closed and every head is bowed. I want you just to pray, dear Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner and need your forgiveness. I believe that you died for my sins. I want to turn from my sins. I invite you to come into my heart and into my life. I want to trust and follow you as Lord and Savior, in Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. Hey, if you prayed that prayer in your heart this morning, if I can get those handing out communion to come and do that uh, now. Uh, But if you prayed that prayer in your heart this morning, I would love to be able to connect with you, and I would love to be able to help you along on that journey. And uh, we have a gift for you to take away with you this morning uh, if you prayed that prayer. And so uh, you can come and see myself or Debbie or Phil, who was emceeing, who's one of our elders, and and it'll just be a privilege um, to pray with you and to give you that gift. Uh, If if you're not quite ready to do that yet, uh, then fill out this Connect card. You would have had one on your seat um, sitting next to you, It wasn't sitting next to you. It was sitting uh, on your seat. Uh, Yes, it would be underneath you if you sat down. Um, 
but fill out this Connect card. There's a box in there that indicates I am committing my life to or back to Christ. Uh, and you can put that into the Connect box uh, in the back of the auditorium at the information table. And uh, leave your details in there because, again, we'd just love to be able to uh, connect with you, talk to you about uh, the prayer that you've just prayed and send you uh, that gift. But if you just prayed that prayer, uh, I want you to know that, you know, Scripture tells us that angels are rejoicing in heaven over you praying that prayer. That's how important it is. So as we come around our time of communion, we're just going to give thanks. We're going to give thanks for God, to God for sending His Son. We're going to give thanks to Christ the Son for His obedience in going to the cross. we've just had I don't know if there's a whole lot more to say apart from that we had a debt to pay and Jesus paid it in full for us so why don't you just take a minute to give thanks in your own heart to God and then I'll pray for us this morning. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for uh, sending your son, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for loving us so much that you sent him to die for our sin. And Lord Jesus, we thank you for being obedient to the cross. We thank you for coming, not as a king, even though you were the king of kings, but you came as a servant to mankind. And Lord, we stand in honor of you this morning. We honor the king, and we glorify the king. Praise your name. In Jesus' name. Let's eat and drink this morning.
Father God, we just thank you, Lord, for this weekend. Father, we pray, Lord, for every church around our nation who's, that's celebrating Easter. Father, for every, uh, Lord, just for every uh, follower, Father, and for every member of your kingdom, Lord, we just pray, Father God, that, uh, Lord, that this day we will remember, Father, uh, your sacrifice by sending your Son. Father, we pray for every person who's here this morning, Father, for every household, Lord. Uh, Father, will you just uh, allow your angels to surround them and protect them today? Father, we just pray for those, uh, Lord, who have drawn nearer to you this morning. Father, we, may you just continue to draw us. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, have a great morning. Do hang around and grab yourself a coffee or a tea. The hot cross buns aren't too far away. And uh, catch up with some people and get to know some new people. Uh, Voltage are also going to be putting on a display, or they've got a display on in the corner here, so you can see some of the stuff that our uh, intermediate-aged kids have been up to. And uh, they'll be out to kind of talk to you about those shortly as well. So have a great weekend, and we'll see you on Sunday.